So welcome everyone to the Seminar 109 Commentary. I am Adam Blanford, the Director for Seminar. Um, I'm also a voice actor, writer, transcriptionist, and a lot of other things for Seminar. Um, joining me tonight are Lisa Michaud. Oh, hello. And uh, Sarah Palmero. Hi there. So we've got a wonderful episode here. Um, it's a it's a different take on a seminar episode. Uh, generally, we have about uh, we we have two short stories and rapper scripts in in between. Uh, tonight we we've, we've got a uh, an offering that is a bunch of ultra shorts, and so these are no more than five pages, and they have a common theme, which are arranged around exotic foods and time manipulation. And so we each wrote a uh, a short, and uh, or an ultra short, and put that together. And somehow uh, Vincent Morrison <laughs> managed to put together an amazing script that tied everything together um, in the seminar universe. <laughs> and I love the fact that the title was uh, based on apple pie, since two of us brought apple pie into the story. Right. Yeah, I, I so the apple pie paradox was was perfect. It, it really worked well, and I, I loved you know as the as the director, I absolutely loved being able to um, to mix all these shorts. These were all really fun. I had a lot of I had a great time doing these. He's busy. I feel like I missed the apple pie bit. I I, I feel left out now. <laughs> well, no, I, I mean you you don't you have to have that one distinct ultra short. Uh, that <laughs> kind of shows you, you know, the the, the others. It kind of holds up a mirror up to the others. It, it was really good, and yours was great. I had a lot of fun. The the uh, the actors were fantastic for it. I think that another thing that's interesting is that you know, if the the original prompt being exotic food and time travel, and for food we go with apple pie and chili dogs which was not exactly <laughs> exotic so well, you got the uh the exotic part better than right I, I covered the exotic part and y'all covered the actual food part and it's all good it's all good well uh, you know in my my usual process for writing because this is my short here the grandma's apple pie paradox uh in my usual process it's i'll volunteer to do something and then forget until the day before it's due <laughs> And so, <laughs> sheer terror led me to come up with a great premise based on the grandfather paradox. And the exotic food was finding the rarest apple in the world. So, um, the name, like, I made it all. And it's apparently the Bardsley apple in the in the UK. And uh, and so that's what I worked it in. And then I had the the whole idea of you know you go back and you take the pie out of the timeline, you changed history. But then again, because it's not there. You know, you're, because you didn't do that, you, didn't, you weren't able to go back in time, and you know it's there. So it's the paradox, pie. <laughs> so they could just keep going back in time infinitely to get the same pie. Yep. That's the idea. And so, like, I had to cheat and create a, a restaurant kind of at the end of the universe where everything was, you know, it, it was essentially protected by temporal shielding. And, uh, and so our, Josh Click, our actor playing Berwin, the main character, is is uh, talking up the wonderful paradox apple pie. When we pull it into the future and consume it, we remove its perfection from the timeline. So that one pie founded new religions. It did. Pie Stefarianism. And we can go back. Hey, I'm being a fan of apple pie. I I would I would go for that. 
It's an old they, they determined it was the most perfect pie in the absolute universe, and so they procured it. Protection from changes in the timeline. We'll each have a slice. So what? How much do you think it costs to dine at your particular restaurant? Coming right up. Um, probably untold billions by this point. I mean, inflation really sucks in the future. <laughs> Two slices right. of apple pie, please. <laughs> Your entire salary for a slice of pie. Your entire salary, your your house, your uh, your car, and all of your children, past and present. Hey, it's the end of the world. What do you need those things for? Exactly. So that is, uh, let's see, that's Juan Cruz playing Tracy, the, uh, the irascible uh, 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 manager of the restaurant, who's saying, you know, go back in time. Juan uh, had some fantastic uh, asides and uh, improvs. <laughs> that I had to throw in. So a few of those things are just Grab spoken off the cuff. Get back and don't snoop around. Ignore everything but the pie. Changes in the timeline could result. I'm always impressed oh, by how fine. how much the pendant actors are able to come up with on their own, like just off the top mm -hmm. of their heads. It's just fantastic. It's one of those great things, you know, you just get to play around with the character and just see what, what comes out. Wow. These old kitchens work. I find that when I'm recording, I usually what comes out is a lot of f bombs. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That too. Those are usually my flubs in my audiobooks. I have to go uh -huh. check the f bombs. Old holo photos or something. Oh crap! So Berwin's gone back in time, and he's gone to his family's kitchen. And that's Sharon Grunwald. Grandma. This pie is my ticket to the big time. Guard it till I call for it. All right, Berwin, dear? Can you do that for me? Will do, Grandma! <laughs> That's Aubrey Lima. Grandkid doesn't have the same accent as, as Grandma. But, um, so... So Grandma was robbed of her opportunity to to make it big at a, at a you know in her senior years. I mean she yeah she wasn't going to establish her her fame until then. I mean it takes decades to achieve perfection in apple pie making. You know that a grandma can make a perfect apple pie. Of course. Stranger, stay away! Don't make me call for Grandma. There's a threat. So when I was mixing this, you know, I had to come up, I like, I tried to come up with distinctive musical cues in everything that I'm doing. And so I kept trying to find like slow jazz for the first part. And I couldn't find anything that was really upbeat, but laid back. So I kind of leaned into the big band vibe with, with, with this. And when he, you know, realizes he's been had or he's been caught, that this piece worked perfectly. No. Okay, good talk, see you, bye. As he's trying to roll his <laughs> deception check. Oh my god. Now Berwin's had enough. The, the patrons are getting restless. <laughs> and this bitch yelled at me. That was one of Juan's asides. No, 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 no. <laughs> Berwin, you're shutting down the paradox shielding. My great, great, great something grandma made that pie. Fallacy took it and deprived her of fame and fortune. I'm restoring things. No! Stop! The timeline! Sorry. Fallacy's gonna be under new management now. 
And when I wrote this, I realized that he's pretty confident he'd be the manager by that point. Yeah, I was just thinking that. Like he he decided that 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 altering of the timeline would would result in him still being at that restaurant, but in a different role. He was manifesting, and it worked out for him. Hey, you wouldn't know that. It's a pie made with apples. So I asked Vincent um, how he creates these, you know, different. Uh, interweaving themes in these in these rappers and he said this one was actually easier than most of them because we had a common theme through all of the various ultra shorts yeah he was struggling with shakespeare last time because the last thing we did i think he did like five ultra shorts for shakespeare that would be tough to try i wanted to submit for that one what if my apples are perfect? Like, what if it tastes like both This is uh, a little well, matrix this reference. Is like, I don't know. I don't really know what what uh, apples taste like, so they might be right. Well, they might be wrong. That, that, so Eric Valdez plays Bob Johnson. This was a complete improv that he did. It was like a minute and a half. So I had to cut it down. But let's move on to our second story. There, time warp. All right, time warp. Yeah, I did the same thing. I volunteered for it, and then I procrastinated until the day before. <laughs> okay. So sheer terror and missing a deadline. Missing a deadline, and I just it just came to me. I just thought time travel, food, food that makes you travel in time. At one point, it was the food itself that made you travel back in time, and that evolved uh, in my head. But I love the job that these two women do. Um, I deliberately left all of the roles gender neutral so that anyone could play them. Um, so Alex and Chris, they could be any, <laughs> they could be anything. Yep. Um, but yeah, they, they did such a great interpretation of the lines. Well, so the actor who played Alex is the same actor who played Berwin Jr. Um, yeah, I think it's okay. Clean. It's still kind of generic and boring. So I couldn't find a pop. So in the script, it says that there's a pop sound for the, the transition. I couldn't find a good pop sound for the transition. So I created the weird um, uh, kind of uh, you know, whining noise as an improvisation. I just threw a bunch of sound effects together and sent it out. And it's, you know, mixing and matching. And that's how you got the time travel. So they're, sh they're shimmering in and out rather than just sort of popping instantaneously into, into yeah yeah kind of that's okay it's your interpretation i mean the only the only pop i could find was like a like for fairy magic and i just didn't feel like the sprinkles and sparkles really worked in this so no no i like i like sort of the eerie if you'll take a seat You'll see that there's one of each. This this actor sounds a lot like one of my coworkers, who is a professional voice actor. And at first, I thought, did he audition for this? But I was like, no, no, he doesn't do audio dramas. <laughs> this is the so the host is Max Newland. Um, he was in an earlier short called Vox Box. And uh, and so he did it basically was about a rogue AI that uh, you know kills his uh, originator because he's competition. Oh no, you'll actually experience the same meal. Well, he sounds a lot like my coworker Phil. <laughs> All right, well, maybe it is Phil. Maybe he's still under a different name. Doing audio dramas on the side. Yeah, he's he does uh, you know he does game voiceovers for and and uh, 
IVR voices and recording their you know, has a different a different name for doing your favorite food and amateur stuff. Experience it again. It's very stealth. <laughs> yes. You go back to that moment and you get to eat it again. Hence the name of the restaurant. He does a really good job of sounding friendly but bored. Yeah, so, yeah. Hey, folks, if you'll just have a seat and consider what you're interested it's in. It's like, I've explained this 17 times tonight, um, and my shift has just started. Uh, at your own convenience. <laughs> Which is a problem when you're in a place that warps space and time. Right. <laughs> the perils of time travel. I picked a good restaurant. Yes, I did. World-changing science fiction technology. To eat food. To eat your favorite food from your favorite memory. Can you think of a better application for it? Because I can't. <laughs> I can't think of anything better than, than food. So let's just pretend that the chili dogs from the cart are maybe the rarest meat in the world. Yeah, possibly. I mean, literally, well, I mean, I started with the apple pie because um, my one of my favorite foods of all time definitely is my father's apple pie. But thankfully, he's still mm -hmm. he's still in my life. Thankfully, but there's always this part of me that's like, I need to know how to make it because when I lose him, I need to be able to you know continue to eat this pie in his memory and stuff. Um, and then the chili dogs. That is, when I was in graduate school, there was this cart on Main Street. And my husband and I, like, it was clear that it was very dangerous eating at this place, but it was cheap and we were really poor. <laughs> so we eat those chili dogs all the time during that, like, early time, time in our uh, our marriage when we were um, both, both graduate students making way below minimum wage and trying to pay our rent I'm gonna do it anyway. i think that's sort I of a universal thing i definitely ate a lot of things i shouldn't that were really cheap yeah. but yeah. pretty tasty at the very beginning yeah. the seven cent ramen and yeah exactly <laughs> yeah we used to stop at these little roadside uh restaurants in mexico uh, you know when, we were, when i was still an archaeologist and you wondered if your you know intestines were going to explode but it was delicious <laughs> <laughs> Class. So, um, we, we just have fantastic rapper actors. So, Faye Holiday is Grill, kind of a punk rock kind of uh, character. Absolutely love Faye's interpretation. I agree. There are festivals and holy rites surrounding food. And this episode marks the debut of M. Smith as Hex. We, uh, we, we did a, a bit of a cast change there. Is this something you'd want to try? Food is of little importance to us beyond the sustenance it provides. <laughs> I actually have a friend whose research is all about rituals and food. That's what, like, oh, nice. anthropologist. Um, actually, he's a uh, he's a religion professor. Mm-hmm. But um, I taught with him years and years ago, and he was just the coolest person to talk to about his research. But he ended up publishing a book, and yeah, it's just it was all about different cultures and their rituals around food and what food means from everything from religious rituals to also just societal and family rituals and it's just really really cool stuff that sounds awesome yeah i think one of the things that i miss most about being a professor is knowing all these cool people who research cool stuff maybe <laughs> all right so we're now in the things we do for love 
<laughs> were, were you motivated by sheer terror at missing the deadline, sir? Yes, of course. I mean, when, okay. am, when am I not motivated, motivated by that? But yeah, I was. <laughs> okay. Good. I mean, you know, I mean, that's you know, going to be the next ultra short theme, which is uh, terror, terror of the deadline. Exactly. <laughs> oh, the things we could do with a deadline. <laughs> the things we do in terror. If, right. if we don't have that hard stop, then it's never going to happen. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, when I when I was in grad school, the the big thing was that the the sheer terror of not finishing my dissertation that made me brilliant, and I've never been that smart since. <laughs> well, that's the general thing about dissertations. You have that one moment where you are the world expert in something, and then that moment passes, and someone else finishes their dissertation, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> and then they, yeah, then they tell you how wrong Never you again. are. It's, Never yeah. again. So where did you get your idea? Um, I think mostly I was trying to go for like the things that I have seen in science fiction movies and television and things like that that i thought i would never put that in my mouth like i just <laughs> i just wouldn't like even if i had to on pain of whatever i couldn't do it so mm -hmm. i thought about that and i thought about what if you really you really have to eat that thing that you just can't like you're just like terrified of what it looks like yeah and that's that's where i went <laughs> The things we do for love. Exactly. Calming thoughts. Yeah. So the, I mean, the 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 actors here are fantastic. They I mean, really are. Lauren Lauren Kong as as, as Adria, um, really hit the hit the nail on the head. You know, like like pretending something was was gripping her tongue, and mm -hmm. Justine had that perfect kind of all knowing, kind of it's okay, just you know go with it. It was they they had a perfect chemistry. Which is amazing because they never record together. These are right. all asynchronous. Yeah. Are you afraid? Well, reminds me. My mother has a phrase that she said that used to drive me crazy. But she would say, "Inhale pink, exhale blue," and that's what I, that's what I got from this. <laughs> Visualize the color. Just think of the color, and you'll be fine. And yeah, Justine got that across really clearly. I think if I were in her situation, that would that would be it. It's like I'm, I I really love you, man, but I'm sorry, <laughs> it's not happening. <laughs> but not if I have to eat that. This was another one where I, you know I was mixing things together and I was like, what kind of music is going to work for this? I need something that really highlights the the comedic talents of these two. And so luckily, you know, I, I was finding some quirky music. That that really gelled okay. well with the tempo. I yeah, I think it I works well. Seriously. If that one didn't please you, we can try again. No, we, you can have more. Yeah. 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 It's something we'll more disgusting. You like it. <laughs> The last thing this kid, this kid, this lady no, learns is that she actually has to eat this stuff every year on their anniversary. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not just a ritual before the wedding. Love for 
No, you liked it so much that time. Let's do it again. Yay! Oh yeah, it's even worse. He makes it for her. You know, maybe this this person guiding her through tells him how how much his bride appreciated all this stuff. So he makes certain it's prepared for her every single year. Exactly. As a special treat. Every once. And I think the the sound effects that you used, Adam, are just perfect. I'm just imagining this disgusting I... wiggling thing. <laughs> it's like, so, ah, okay. I was so thinking cute. like little cute things, like lots and lots of little no. cute things moving around. So, so that, I just saw really multiple is... eyeballs. So, <laughs> so that was really the the, the little little squawking things. Those are just birds. And what I did was I just played with the harmonics. And dialed some. I, I made multiple versions of it and dialed them down to different clips at different speeds. Kind of mixed them all together. And then the other one, the slurpy things were like that was a cat eating like a fish. Have I missed something? No, no. Because that would be like the other end of the spectrum. Like some things are disgusting, and then some things are adorable. Really cute. And how could you eat this thing because it's adorable and still alive? Oh, hey, chicken's delicious, and it can be cute, but it's, you know, it's great true. with, with uh, honey mustard, you know. <laughs> but you don't have to eat the chicken while it still looks like a chicken. Or while it's looking I mean, at you. true. Yeah. <laughs> that long-suffering. Okay, here we go. <laughs> They're kissing again. Right. So, Sarah, what are your thoughts on on lemon? I love lemon, though. I think I said recently, oh my goodness, when I have a lot to say, it's a challenge. <laughs> so that, all that is is your voice sped up twenty percent. Only twenty percent. Wow. Yep. yep. That's it. There's no other filtering, no other changes, nothing. It's just nice. like it provided a nice, clear hyperactive ferret <laughs> yes yeah that's what you got that's for sure a hyperactive ferret absolutely <laughs> when i was listening to this while i was making cookies uh my husband said did they is that yours i said no it's not he said it's, is it a voice that's sped up <laughs> yeah i think so fortunately yeah i don't think i could go that fast i tried but i don't think i could do it <laughs> Just how much caffeine do you have ahead of time? Yeah. Right? <laughs> Just find a couple of monsters, you know? Yeah, exactly. Well, I'll try it sometime and we'll see what happens. <laughs> There's something going on. Definitely. Where did they say Thomas was? Where's Thomas? <gasps> dun, dun, dun. You'll find out in the next episode. I know what happens because I have to mix it. Who wants an early lunch? The thing I always challenge, I always get challenged with with the rappers is I don't remember what happened two months ago. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I had no, I like I don't remember why Thomas would be missing. And next well, time, Thomas was called out by Rectech Alun, along with wrong with with New, and you know things are about to get real. And Lemon's about to blow the whole thing wide open. 
Okay. Lemon's putting on the uh, Sherlock Holmes cap. Oh. Right? <laughs> if Lemon can wear a deerstalker cap, that'd be awesome. Brady Hendricks is Galorm. And M. Smith is she probably could. Announcer. We'll have to... <laughs> Wait, I recognize that voice. I know, it's, it sounds really handsome and talented. <laughs> it's funny, if you listen to every, every all the different pendant shows, I affect a different voice for the announcer. Do you really? This one's very ethereal and weird. I'm going to have to go listen to all of them, Adam, and, and compare. Oh, yeah, yeah. Genesis Avalon, Patriot, episode four. Uh, true. I will have one little note, and I'm going to go ahead and put this on the commentary. The D at the end of my name is silent. Ah, see, like, no one tells me these things. Yeah, because you've, you've had to say it a few times, so I'm letting you know now. Okay, okay. I'm, it's French. The French, you know, they don't do those last letters. It's just, they're, they, they, they could put lots of consonants at the end and they just ignore them all. Consonants are hard. Consonants are just, yeah, who cares about them? Because they, you know, they have all, all sorts right. of things you can end it, that sound in. Okay. I will, I will, I will note that I've said it wrong for years and now we're, we're, we're going to correct this. <laughs> it's okay. The rest of it sounds really good and I've had it mispronounced way worse. <laughs> Believe it or not, Blandford gets mispronounced mm. a lot. So I, I feel your pain, but no, I, I will, I will fix that because, yeah, the buck stops here. <laughs> <laughs> so this concludes the seminar one hundred nine commentary. Uh, we will be coming out with seminar one ten in the coming months, and uh, the casting call for seminar one eleven should be coming up pretty darn soon because they're. They're nagging me for it. So thank you, everyone. Uh, thank you, Lisa. Lisa Michaud. And <laughs> there you go. Thank you, Sarah Palmero, for, for showing up for the commentary tonight and giving your insights into your ultra shorts. Absolutely. Was, thank you. It was, it was a lot of fun.